there was no books on nootropics and there was no websites that made any sense to me. I ended up in places like PubMed and started reading clinical studies. And it didn't take me long to realize that if I've got to do that, and I'm a really good researcher, what is the average person going to do if they've got problems with, I don't know, anxiety or depression or PTSD or OCD or ADHD, and they want some help, where do they go? There was no place to go because mainstream medicine was not helping them out. They want to do it naturally. And I'm going, okay, the world needs an authority. The world needs one place to go where they can find anything related to their brain. We're on a mission. We're going to find and uncover the smartest, most successful entrepreneurs on the planet, explore their highs, their lows, and how they ultimately mastered the game. I'm Martin Cook, and I'm excited to welcome you to the Smarter Destiny podcast. I'm grateful for you and your time. Now let's level up together. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another Smarter Destiny podcast. So this time we have my friend David Toman, the founder of NootropicExpert.com, which is an incredible website for those of you who look to looking to learn more about nootropics from someone who actually has done the research, has dug through the clinical trials and has made it into a nice, easy to understand format. That's the service he provides. And apparently a lot of people want it because it is a rapidly growing website. It's five years old, it's grown rapidly, as has the YouTube channel, which goes into more detail about it. David himself comes from a copywriting um, background, certainly in recent history, and he has written two books, one of which you can get for free just on his website, and the other one, um, you might have to exchange a small amount of money for, but it's worth it. It's 600 pages of gold, I am told. So you can tell by my voice how excited I am today to welcome David to the show. David, how are you? Hello, I'm good. How are you, Martin? I'm doing good, <laughs> thank you. I'm doing good. I um, I recognize that it's actually, you know, we're in lockdown right now. My son is being bathed in the house. Um, I really hope his screams of delight are um, permeating the walls and uh, if so apologies to the audience if the, the microphone picks it up but uh, I think we can um, push on. David whereabouts in the world are you right now? About I'm right close to the Miami-Dade border so like halfway between Miami and Fort Lauderdale down by the ocean. Nice so you're a Floridian. I'm not a Floridian I moved here uh, from the Caribbean and I think 2001, I showed up here. And I came here because I knew I, I lived in the Caribbean for nine years and I helped build the first cellular telephone company in the Caribbean. And I uh, things started melting down in my life and there was no more challenge. So I left the islands and I came up here and I didn't know what to do. But I knew sales and I knew marketing and I knew people in Fort Lauderdale. So I talked to a friend of mine who I knew from Antigua, and I worked as a professional yacht broker for eight years selling yachts in Fort Lauderdale. And so that was 2001. And then 2008, um, the financial markets melted down and the housing crisis and stuff, and I couldn't sell a new yacht or a used <laughs> yacht if my life depended on it. That's a hard thing and, to sell, yeah. Uh, but luckily for me, at the tail end of that, I started blogging ah. about about yachting. And um, so I just 
I finally just quit uh, the yacht brokerage because I wasn't making any money and I, I was concentrating on blogging. At that point, I was blogging about the yachting industry, oddly enough. And I caught, got the attention of the chief marketing officer for Mark Joyner's company, Simpleology.com in San Francisco. And he said, we need some help. I need some help. And I ended up being Mark Joyner's director of email marketing for two years and helped him grow his email list from uh, 250,000 people to over a million people in wow. two years. And that's what, what my first introduction to copywriting because they also offered, like it's kind of like a lifestyle company. You subscribe to Simpleology.com and you get access to a whole bunch of stuff. And one of them is a copywriting course that was um, authored by um, Joe Sugarman and Joe Vitale and... I think Mark Ford, and uh, that was my first, all this marketing copy that I'd written all of my life being in marketing, I found out was copywriting. <laughs> there, there was an official term for it. And so that was my first taste of what copywriting was. Amazing. And so I did that for two, so I did that for a couple of years, and then I hung my shingle out, and I just went out on my own and had a marketing company, a local marketing company that was working with small and local businesses, which is a really really hard thing to make money at. And um, I got really really sick about six or seven years ago. Ended up in the ER, thought it was a heart attack, and it turned out for some reason I'd suddenly turned severely hypothyroid. And my life melted down. Like, I mean, my marriage was falling apart. We were broke. I couldn't make any money. I was falling asleep at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, and I was just really, really, really sick. And it was my thyroid. My body wasn't uh, producing any thyroid hormone. So um, the doctors naturally put me on Synthroid, which is synthetic T4. And that didn't work. And so I started doing some research. I felt like dying, literally. Um, but I had people around me that loved me, and I said, i got to figure this out. So I found out about natural desiccated thyroid. My brother's a doctor up north. He sent me some. I started using natural desiccated thyroid, which is just thyroid hormone from a pig or a cow or something. It's identical to what humans produce in our bodies, and I started feeling a little bit better. Hmm. And But I lost my memory. Like of all the other things that happened, I completely lost my memory. And I went to two different neuro neurologists that tested me for Alzheimer's. And both times it came up negative. They said, you know, it's not Alzheimer's, it's not dementia, so we don't know what's wrong. And so I started doing the research again. And I had already found out about nootropics by at that point, And I just started researching and started using some stuff and I, I got my memory back. And... When I, it took me about two and a half years to recover from that enough so that I felt healthy enough to really buckle down and and build something. So I decided to forget about the wide focus of local marketing and just concentrate on one thing, and I picked copywriting. And I went to AWAI, who are up in Delray Beach, about 45 miles north of here, who train you how to be a professional copywriter to write direct response sales letters. And I joined them, and I learned how to write direct, direct response copy, and I started writing copy. And for, uh, they said, pick a niche. So I'm going a niche. I know a lot about natural health because I saved my own life. 
<laughs> so I started writing copy for various natural health companies. And one of them happened to be in England who had a nootropic stack and wanted some advertorial work done. So I wrote some advertorials for them. And that was about six years ago now. And while I was researching, because when you're writing copy like that, you have to research the heck out of the stuff. Mm. Because otherwise, you, you're not legit. You can't sell anything to anybody if you're not telling somebody the truth and you can back it up. And so I was researching... There was no books on nootropics, and there was no websites that made any sense to me. I ended up in places like PubMed and started reading clinical studies. And after, it didn't take me long to realize that if I've got to do that, and I'm a really good researcher, uh, that if I've got to do that, what is the average person going to do if they've got problems with, I don't know, anxiety or depression or PTSD or OCD or ADHD, and they want some help? Where did they go? There was no place to go because mainstream medicine was not helping them out. They want to do it naturally. And I'm going, okay, the world needs an authority. The world needs one place to go where they can find anything related to their brain. And that's how Nootropics Expert was born. Incredible. And I just started writing it. <laughs> Incredible. And so, so you've gone, I mean, it's got a long way away from, from yachts, right? It's got it's, uh, from yachts to, to Nootropic, but I can, I can follow, follow that um, breadcrumb trail, the, the link um, with that. I'm very surprised, David, that you weren't able to sell uh, such an essential item like yachts after in a reception. I mean, that's, that's incredible. Uh, you need yachts. You need yachts like uh, you need water. Uh, I'm not kidding. Um, but to, to, to go through that and um, to, to save your own life, to defy medicine, you know, to the point where medicine's saying we're, we're not sure what's up, so many people would have accepted that. What is it about your personality or, or that, that um, scenario that led you to go, no, I'm not taking that as an answer? Well, I think one, one thing I think is because I've got a family here that loves me more than anything. I think that was part of it. So I had that support. And probably my upbringing. I mean, I grew up on a farm. Um, and it was when you're farming, you're kind of like, you're just figuring stuff out as you go along and you're fixing things as you go along. And so I was raised with this attitude to kind of like, if something has to be done, like just figure it out, do it yourself. Um, and that's kind of like how I lived my life, I suppose. What an important skill um, it, it was <laughs> to to learn. I mean, um, yeah, like life saving um, skill. But um, you, you mentioned I'm fast forwarding a little bit, and you mentioned you you're going through um, PubMed. I'm, I'm familiar with with some of these um, article sites. That's not reading for the faint hearted, um, no, is it? But um, you were you were driven to uh, nonetheless. Um, distill it. What what kind of um, themes kept cropping up um, when you got deeper and deeper into the world of nootropics? Would you say? 
Well, I, let's go back to how I started Nootropics in the first place. And that was um, about 13, close to 14 years ago now. I was living in South, Southeast Florida by that time. And I was on the beach, North Miami, and I saw this gorgeous blonde down by the water. And uh, a friend of mine went down and introduced us. And six months later, we got married. And so within the, in the first year of our marriage, let me back up a little bit before that. All of my adult life, I've been to 45 countries and I've lived in various places around the world. And wherever I ended up, I ended up in some kind of an executive position or a top management position. And we would have annual performance reviews. And every single an annual performance review was, David, you're a fantastic executive, you're a really good manager, you're really good with people, you know your stuff, but you got to learn how to focus. I heard it every year, man, for years. So I went out and I bought the books, right? How to learn how to focus. And I just couldn't get it. I thought it was a moral failing. And Lara, my wife, in our first year, saw what was going on, and she introduced me to a psychiatrist that she knew and a rock star psychiatrist in Palm Beach. And so I went to see this guy and he sat me down and within 10 minutes he had diagnosed me adult ADD and PTSD. PTSD and as well. PTSD as well. And it took me over a decade to figure out where I think that came from. But the ADD part, adult ADD, he prescribed Ritalin. And I started taking Ritalin. It was like somebody turned the lights on on my brain. It like changed everything. And all of a sudden I could focus. And but a couple of years into that, and I started growing tolerant to Ritalin. And I panicked. And I'm going, there's no freaking way, man. <laughs> this thing was such a life changer for me, and it's not going to work now. I don't think so. So I decided to find out what the mechanism of action was or the pharmacology. How does Ritalin work in my brain? What does it do? And I found out that it was a dopamine reuptake inhibitor. And it blocked the uptake at dopamine neurons of dopamine and affected dopamine transporters. And I'm going, okay, that means that it's working with dopamine. And if it's not working that well, that must mean I don't have enough dopamine. So how do I fix that? And I very quickly found out that L-tyrosine is a precursor to dopamine, and so I started using L-tyrosine. And another thing that is a problem with the adult AD brain, or any ADHD brain or ADD brain, is brain cell signaling. I mean, brains, our brains are wired differently from other people, normal people. And um, so brain cell signaling, that's acetylcholine. How do you boost acetylcholine? Well, you need a precursor, so alpha-GPC. And um, the cofactor, acetyl L-carnitine. So I put together a stack of those three nootropics and Ritalin started working again. And one of the things about um, prescription stimulants like that is they work, they've got a half-life of a couple of hours. And so you have to dose them a couple of times a day. So you dose it in the morning and then you dose it again at noon. But by three or four o'clock in the afternoon, you crash, right? Because the Ritalin runs out. And your brain by that time is just completely drained of dopamine and acetylcholine. So I took the stack that I was using to support Ritalin in the morning and at noon. I took an, that same stack again at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Voila, no crash. 
Interesting. I could go the rest of the day and not worry about just things melting down mid late afternoon. So that was my first introduction to supplements to help the brain. But at that stage, I still didn't know that they were called nootropics. But they were natural supplements that help the brain. And of course, that experience helped me when things a few years later, when my health melted down again and I turned hypothyroid and I lost my memory, I had enough of an introduction to brain supplements that I knew where to go and what to do and sort through things pretty quick and put together a stack to repair my brain, which had been ravaged by, um, because thyroid hormones are just so critical to how your everything works in your body, including your brain. Um, so that was my introduction to nootropics. Wow. And um, sorry, <laughs> sorry to <laughs> cut you off. But I, 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 um, sometimes I'm like, I don't want the conversation to go too far because it's like, wow, there's, there's a few threads to, to pull out in that particular section. And so, and so, um, the, the doctor, uh, I've heard it's interesting as well because I've heard so many stories of doctors prescribing Ritalin and and it's the wrong thing to do like it's too early mm -hmm. or they haven't really got adhd or or it's just you know like an you know there's there's plenty of documentaries on um, yeah. over prescribed prescriptions but it's really great that in this instance it sounded like it was a a positive thing now ritalin it was isn't a life changer I, I, now, Ritalin isn't something that uh, I, I don't believe it's it's available or as widely available. It's certainly not as widely available in the UK prescription or not. Um, and the only thing I can really compare to um, is um, modafinil. Um, but yeah. but um, I mean, we can come back to that. Um, and um, and the other one is um, Adderall. 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 That's the one. Yeah. Which again isn't isn't um, widely. Uh, prescribed or used in in the the uk doctors can prescribe it but it would be a red flag when they when they do because it'd be like well why are you this we don't encourage um, prescription but uh i'm interested i mean have you tried all three of those and compared them i i i tried adderall um when i started growing tolerant to riddle and i figured let me try something else and see if that works turned out that wasn't the answer because um adderall did not work for me and I found out later, after I started Nootropics Expert, when I dug into the science of how it works, and it works a little differently than what Ritalin does. Ritalin is just a dopamine reuptake inhibitor. That's all it does. But Adderall, on the other hand, is a dopamine and norepinephrine reuptake inhibitor, but it also boosts the synthesis of dopamine and norepinephrine. So it works differently. And it's also harder on your neurons. Because it's, it's an amphetamine, and mm -hmm. it's pretty talk. It's pretty toxic. Um, but I tried it for like six months, and it wasn't working. Wasn't working. And so no. So actually, at the end of that, ex by the end of that experiment, nootropics expert was a going concern, and I had written a post on how to treat nootropics, uh, ADHD, and ADD with nootropics, and I just shared the stack that I was using. And I figured, okay, what happens if I just stop using stimulants, period, and just use the stack? And so I took a stimulant holiday for one year. And I so didn't no take anything. I, well? Caffeine, yeah, but caffeine was never, I mean, I use caffeine, but I use it judiciously, a couple of cups of coffee in the morning. But it was never the kind of go-to thing to try to get my energy levels up. That, I mean, just didn't cross my mind. Mm. That's not, not how I use caffeine. 
So what um, stimulants did you give up? I, I gave up uh, Adderall. I, so I had been off of Ritalin and put on Adderall. I tried that for six months. It wasn't working. So I said, the hell with that. Let's just see if I can do this with the nootropics. And I did it for one year and it worked. And if push came to shove, if I ended up in some, stranded on some desert island someplace and I couldn't get prescriptions and all I had was a vitamin shop there and I could buy um, supplements. <laughs> on the stranded desert I, island? <laughs> just if, if there was just I, a vitamin I, shop on the beach there? <laughs> I could get away with just using, and I did get away with just using that nootropic stack. I eventually, after a year, I eventually went back on Ritalin because um, I just figured I needed that little extra oomph um, just because of my workload and my age and... And it turns out I was right. Uh, but using it with this nootropic stack, I know that I'm not doing any brain damage. If there's any damage going on, I know that I'm repairing things as I go along. And my brain is working better now than it ever has in my life. But this stuff works, too, without, um, without stimulants. So, so it's alpha-GPC, L-tyrosine. And um, the L, um, the one I could struggle to pronounce, um, the, the uh, acetyl, acetyl L-carnitine. There you go. Why, L why can't I say that? L-carnitine. <laughs> okay, yeah, much easier way to say it. Um, and that, that's incredible. And that's actually um, super interesting as well that, um, again, many people would have probably accepted, oh, okay, well, the, the Ritalin's run its course. Uh, you know, I've already uh, dosed on, on those, those vitamins at the beginning of the day. Um, naturally, what goes up must come down. It's just tapering off. You know, uh, it, it's 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 interesting just, that once it, again you didn't take no for an answer and um, jumped had, in there. I had to, yeah, I had to figure it out. And so, in your story, we've got up to the point where you you, in terms of the nootropic thread of your story, the point where you um, began to heal your um, your mm -hmm. your memory um, or your lacking lacking memory the the the, the declined memory whatever you want to call it respectfully yeah. call it what memory did, loss memory <laughs> loss so that's a better way of saying it so how did, how did you do that i just started researching memory loss and i learned how memory works in the brain and if anybody's interested there's a, a post that i wrote that you'll find on nootropics expert called the best nootropics for learning and memory and it is a deep, deep, deep dive on how memory is formed in your brain. And I cover everything from neurons to synapses to axons to dendrites to various enzymes and gene expression and how they work. And each, for each, st each step in the memory um, encoding process and then the recall process, um, there's a certain thing going on in your brain, and it's different for short-term memory, different for working memory, and different for long-term memory. But each of these things can be supported by a particular natural supplement that helps um, that particular thing that happened in your brain. And so I, I wrote that. It's, it's a long, long post, like 15 pages. Cool. Um, but it's all backed up by science, and I've got a suggested nootropic stack for somebody that wants to improve learning and memory, and that's what I used. And, what, and what's in that stack? Oh, God, let me look it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, you're gonna say don't I don't remember then and, uh, I thought that was gonna be a joke in there. But not yeah. remembering the memory loss uh, stack. It's a fairly um substantial stack. I, I what I eventually boiled it down to so that it's a lot easier for people to understand is just CDP choline instead of alpha GPC, which is both of those are precursors for acetylcholine, DHA. DHA is an omega-3. Um, your brain is 60% fat, and most of that fat is DHA. And so you need DHA and phosphatidylserine and phosphatidylcholine to make up your brain cell membranes. You've got billions and billions and billions of brain cells. And each one of those cells is encased in uh, like a casing, a membrane. And that membrane has to be fluid and supple so that stuff can get in and out. And if you don't take care of it, like if you don't get enough DHA or if you don't get enough phosphatidylserine, it gets hard. And it loses its fluidity and stuff can't get in and out. So you can't form memory. So it's CDP choline for acetylcholine, DHA, which is a phospholipid to support um, brain, uh, brain cell membranes, phosphatidylserine, which also supports brain cell membranes, pine bark extract, which is one of nature's most potent antioxidants, so it reduces inflammation, but it also boosts blood flow because blood flow to the brain is critically important. If you've got reduced blood flow to your brain, things are going to break down because you need that blood flow to take nutrients to your brain, to take oxygen to your brain, to take water to your brain. Um, so pine bark extract, uh, primarily to support blood flow. Um, PQQ. PQQ is a cofactor along with CoQ10 to help mitochondria make adenosine triphosphate. And ATP is fundamentally your source of energy is produced in mitochondria. PQQ has got the unique ability as well to help grow new mitochondria, which is kind of cool. So I've got PQQ in that stack and the B vitamins. And the B and that's primarily it in a nutshell. Um, and the B vitamins are critically important, I discovered, because they are the the B vitamins are cofactors in the synthesis of all of your major neurotransmitters. Um, a couple of them are involved, one of them is involved in red blood cell formation. A couple of them are involved in myelin synthesis. Myelin is that protective coating that goes around axons. Um, an axon comes out of your, um, one axon comes out of a neuron and then a, a an electrical signal or uh, um, an impulse goes up that axon, and just like electrical tape around electrical wire, myelin protects that axon. So you need a, B, a couple of B vitamins to make that and keep it healthy. Um, they're involved in genes expression. They're involved in RNA and DNA synthesis. They're, I mean, I could just go on and on and on about what the B vitamins do. <laughs> For example, if you try to use CDP choline to make acetylcholine and you don't have thiamine it don't work mm. and a lot of the world is thiamine deficient um so anyway that's the stack right there that brought my memory back 
Incredible. And do you do you still take it, or was it something that once your memory came back, you were like, okay, I my still, back. still take it. I've consolidated now so that I take. Um, I do still take a B complex, and I'm very fussy about my B vitamins. They've got to be real, like methylated B vitamins and not synthetic stuff, um, and a multivitamin. Because I found out that there's 13 vitamins and 13 minerals that are absolutely critical to your brain and how it works. And if you're missing one thing like molybdenum or, or zinc or um, something, um, something is going to break down. So a really high quality multivitamin. And I use MindLab Pro because a lot of the things that I talked about in there, with the exception of um, DHA um, and PQQ, are in MindLab Pro. So that kind of like, it's easier to take a pre-made stack than buy each of these individually, and it's also cheaper. Mm. Um, so I use MindLab Pro for that. Of course, there's others on the market. That's my favorite. Um, and Performance Lab Energy, which is another one that has a set of, um, a set of L-carnitine in it. It's also got lipoic acid in it. Um, which is required for making acetylcholine, and it um, helps fatty acids get into mitochondria for making ATP, and it's got CoQ10 and PQQ to make ATP. So um, that's part of my stack now too. What about so, what about testing? How do you um, is is it like personal feeling and uh, and so on, or do you run any kind of um, tests on yourself or any kind of I test everything. Yeah, I, I test everything on myself to find out does it work. Um, but how can you confirm and, if it works or not in terms of um, on yourself? Is it is it a sort of how how you feel kind of thing, or have you got um, it depends. some kind of? It, it depends on what you're trying to fix. Um, if you've got um, if you're trying to fix memory, your your memories are not going to come back like within six hours. It's probably going to take a few weeks for it to come back. But if you choose wisely choose a nootropic stack that has got these specific ingredients that somebody's done the research like me and says this is what you need for memory and you start using it in a month down the road you just check in with yourself is my memory better yeah if it's not then plan b um go back and we got to tweak it um but other things will work a lot faster like a depression for example or anxiety uh Especially anxiety. Anxiety is often a neurotransmitter problem, and but you got to find out what neurotransmitter it is. And so it could be acetylcholine, it could be serotonin, it could be dopamine, it could be norepinephrine, it could be GABA, um, it could be glutamate. The only way to find out what the cause is is to hunt down the precursor for each one of these neurotransmitters and try it and see if your uh, depression lightens up and if it doesn't then you put that aside and try the next one and if that doesn't work you put that aside and try the next one until you find something that makes you feel better so it depends on what you're talking about um, you know it's <laughs> absolutely and I, I, I really I really like the the, the logical methodic approach um to this and and yeah going back to to the the source like you said looking at the different precursors and and testing them i guess as scientifically as possible without other um other contaminants there one by one to to get to the point to um for like what 
what you need um, in yourself. And so earlier on, we spoke about um, Ritalin, Adderall, Modafinil. Mm -hmm. Actually, we, we spoke about the first two. What are your experiences um, with Modafinil, if any? You know, I've never used Modafinil. Um, Is that deliberate I just, or? I just never had any need to, um, but I did the research <laughs> to find and out because I wanted, to, I wanted to find out how it worked compared to uh, dopamine or Ritalin and, and Adderall. And it turns out Modafinil is a drug. It's also called Provigil, which is the uh, one of the brand names. Mm. It was originally developed in France in the 1970s for narcolepsy, to treat narcolepsy. Narcolepsy is when people just kind of like fall asleep suddenly and they can't help themselves. It was used to treat that. Um, how it works is it elevates histamine levels in the hypothalamus region of your brain, and the histamine neurons increase wakefulness and prevent sleep. And that's why antihistamines produce drowsiness, just kind of like a side note. Um, it also binds to um, the dopamine transporter, and it acts as a dopamine reuptake inhibitor, kind of like Ritalin, not exactly like Ritalin, but kind of like Ritalin, and which increases dopamine, norepinephrine, and serotonin in the prefrontal cortex. This is this part of your brain. Um, that's kind of like where all the um, important stuff goes on as you're thinking your way through your day. Um, it's kind of got a unique response in the brain compared to the other stimulants like Adderall and, um, and Ritalin. It enhances the efficiency of the prefrontal cortex, the information processing center of your brain, which affects executive function and working memory while it reduces reactivity to fear. Um, the stimuli and the amygdala, which is the brain region that kind of like your lizard, your fight or flight response. Um, so it it just it works differently than than Adderall and Ritalin, and there's certainly a place for it. It's it's super interesting now that you said um, about um, it, it. It heightens your your logical brain. I'm paraphrasing a little bit there and. Um, I always refer to modafinil as a, it kind of gets rid of emotion. So you're super logical. My wife, <laughs> my wife hates it. So, so we'll be in a conversation and she'll be trying to get my feelings on, on her, on the subject or <laughs> something. <laughs> and what she'll get is uh, well, you know, one plus one equals two, kind of like a really logical, efficient, mathematic, unemotional response. Like here is the solution, do it step-by-step. Let's do it. Let's not waste any more time, kind of thing. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it, like you said, it has it has its place. It's a, um, it's an interesting um, one, but uh, it's it's actually um, super interesting to to learn that bit. And the the um, the fear, uh, the the reptilian brain um, sort of suppressant side of it as well is is an interesting one. Um, and I wonder whether that has a flip side once it's suppressed it for a while, whether there's going to be a flip side to that once the effects wear off, where it's heightened for a period of time to kind of balance. I'm not sure if your research has come across anything like that. Um, it's highly doubtful. I mean, it might seem like that just because it, it's like so different because you might have forgotten what fear was like and it might feel like it's pronounced, but... Um, I highly, I, there's no science showing that that happens. Um, 
when you quit something like that, and modafinil happens to be one of the um, easier drugs on your brain. It doesn't rip apart um, neurons like the amphetamines do um, or hurt um, uh, like synapses. Um, but you would just go back to your baseline mm. that you started before you tried it. Um, so it wouldn't amplify it, but it might feel like it's amplified because all of a sudden, all of a sudden you're feeling that thing again. In the same way that nootropics, you don't always notice nootropics until you stop taking them and you notice it by going, wow, I'm a lot slower than what I was used that to. That is so true. That is so true. And that comes up pretty, uh, not often, but it comes up frequently enough that I've noticed that people are concerned about that. How long do I have to take this thing? And my attitude is you find something that works and that it's safe for the forever, for the rest mm. of your life. Um, why stop? Um, because you, you want that game. Yeah. yeah, you're not harming your brain. Um, you're just helping your brain. But if for some reason you did stop, there are plenty of nootropics that help repair the brain. And so that your brain, you won't slide back to where you started when you first started taking that nootropic stack or those that, that nootropic. Um, there'll be um, a marked improvement, but you're not going to get that heightened ability that you had when you were using it. And I noticed that with myself. If I run out of something and I just forget to order it, and I'm without it for a week, I notice it. Yeah, but, but you didn't necessarily notice it um, at the time that you were in, a, in an improved state because it just kind of feels natural. And actually, that's one of the things that I'd love to get your, your I, I'm super curious, I'd, I'd, and I'd love to get your take on it. Um, how do you um, measure? I mean, if, if, if one of your um, clients came to you and said, I don't know if it's working or not, how, what, ki what kind of challenges or um internal questions would you give them so that they can discover for themselves i guess if it's working when it when it's a, just a subtle lift there isn't a heavy caffeine jitters or anything like that in it it's a clean stack things are just going right like a nootropic should perform mm -hmm. how do they track that if it just feels right and they're expecting red bull flappy hands you know that's a good question i kind of like coach them in advance um, and say that the effects of this stuff is going to be subtle. It's going to be very, very powerful, but it's going to be subtle. It's not going to be like drinking a cup of coffee and you notice like zing, yeah. <laughs> you got this little burst of energy because you shut down adenosine. Um, um, but you have to learn to listen to your body and just check in with yourself. And if you're using a nootropic stack, learn how to listen to your body and check within yourself in a month and most of the time, I don't think people, what, I'll, what I tell them will probably happen is if you're working on something like memory and you don't know whether it's working or not, there is going to be a point in some time, but there's going to be a point a month down the road or two months down the road or three months down the road where you're going to remember something and you're going to put the brakes on you and go, what? Where'd that come from? How on earth did I, I how did I remember that? That's the kind of thing that happens. Um, you just kind of like surprise yourself and go, wow, <laughs> that never what? happened before. Where, yeah, where, where, how on earth did I remember that? Yeah, I, I definitely um, have been there. In terms of, you, you said you, you 
you you t- you educate your clients on how to um, check in with themselves. What mm-hmm. what techniques? Um, what like what specific ways um, would you suggest um, they they check in? Are you talking meditation? Are you talking journaling? Are you talking silence? Are you talking um, long walk? That's a good. Like, you know, that, that's a great question, and I've never really thought it through. Um, and I probably should. But one thing, I did write a post on meditation because I'm a long-time meditator. Meditate for an hour in the morning. Yeah, yeah, so um, meditation is one way. Just getting really, really quiet is one way. Um, But it's really difficult to teach somebody to learn how to check in with yourself. Mm. Like, just check in. How's David doing today? Like, what's going on? How am I doing? Most people are so like this they're looking out that the only time that they ever look back is when they look in the mirror in the morning when they're getting ready to go to work or something or to go out for the evening and um i just encourage people to look back and just like how am i feeling right now really how am i feeling what's going on with this body with this head with this brain um with just who i am how do i um that's really hard to teach mm. and i never thought it was my place to teach that i just tell people learn how to listen to yourself you know and um yeah i wonder if they they sort of nod along like they they, they totally understand yeah totes yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that david or whether or whether they actually sort of go huh, where do i start you know with that because like you said people are so outward and, you, and as entrepreneurs, it's even worse, right? Like the, in terms of, you know, my, my, my mind is pretty much entirely in the future by day. And yeah. then if I'm not, if I'm restless at night, it's in the past worrying about something. Like it's very rarely, unless you force yourself into the present with, in my case, meditation, binaural beats, journaling, like mm-hmm. it's, um, you know, it's 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 difficult. It's something that it's right? something that you can learn to do, I suppose. Um, meditation is certainly one way to do it, um, because I've certainly learned. Pl- I've done a ton of reading on that and a ton of listening on that on how to live in the moment. Um, you know, the power of now. Um, that's really how you check on yourself. It's just like putting the brakes on. Forget about the past. Forget about the future. Just look, what's going on right now. Um, that's one way to do it. Mm. Um, but that takes a lot of self-discipline in training yourself to learn how to do that because it's, that's just not the way we're conditioned. You know, That's not the way we're raised. That's not the way we live our lives. We're always thinking about the past or the future. Because mm. that's um, what's kept us alive for so long, right? That, I mean, that's, that's part of that is, a, is an evolution, evolutionary thing. You know, it's mm-hmm. like... Um, is my cave going to get flooded by a storm coming up? I, I, you know, is did that? Did I fully kill that saber toothed tiger yesterday, sure. or is it going to haunt me? Like, I mean, they're terrible examples, but you, you know what I mean, right? And yeah, and so but there's um, also there's also I think something inbred in humans. They just have to look for it. That is looking for peace and looking for joy and looking for just peace and quiet. Yeah. Um, and you can only do that. Like in this instant, like, is there anything bad happening in my life this very instant? No, I'm talking to Martin. I'm having a great time. You're having an amazing I'm time, not, David. 
yeah, it's just I'm not thinking about the future. I'm not thinking about the past. It's just like right this instant, things are fantastic in my life. <laughs> Thank you. And Likewise, right back at you. When you get to that stage, when you can do that on command, like I can, I've done lots of work on my mind. And when I want my mind to stop, I just say, mind be still. And my mind stops. And I've got a very quiet mind to start with. So, um, but I think it wasn't always like that. It was something that I worked on for years to learn how to do that. And meditation was part of that too. Incredible. Um, and so, what's what's the what's the big plan with um, Nootropic Expert? What's what's the what's the vision? Uh, that's a good question. I want to keep on growing the YouTube channel. Um, want to keep on growing the website, and possibly turn it into a um, part of it into a membership. Um something that I've been um, thinking about but I haven't concretely been working on but that's probably going to happen before the end of the year definitely a second edition of Head First because there's more stuff to put in it uh, and this time possibly do it through a, um, just a regular publisher so that their people can get a digital version or they can get a hardback version and they can buy it in their local bookstore if they want um, so that's in the works uh, I'm doing more and more podcasts, and I would like to venture into TV. Mm-hmm. Um, not sure how that's going to work out, but I think a lot of this stuff just happens. Nootropics Expert has just grown organically. And it's just one thing led to another thing, led to another thing, led to another thing, and <laughs> like here we are. So who knows what it's going like, to look like in a year. So I'm, I haven't uh, got these huge. I know that I've, I'm sitting on a billion dollar company. I know that. How I'm going to get there, I don't know. But it'll happen. It'll. It's just it's moving in that direction. Nice. Well, I look forward to seeing you on Netflix. It's going to be a real shock to to the people <laughs> that have have watched shows like Limitless and uh, and expect and, and hear you saying the reality compared to the thing, but. Uh, uh, I have no doubt if anyone can pull off that commentary, it'll it'll be you. Um, and God, David, I feel like we could, I, I, you know, we have we have a structure to this podcast, but I feel like we could we could talk for a lot a lot longer <laughs> about this. Um, so before we go into the the rapid fire question uh, section, where mm-hmm. can people find out um, more about what you're doing? And um, where do you suggest they begin their nootropics journey? Well, the the place to go is nootropicsexpert.com. All you have to do is Google nootropics expert and it shows up on the first page of Google or Bing or whatever search engine you happen to be using. Um, And I'm very grateful for that. Um, My SEO has been really good. Um, go to Nootropics Expert and just start looking around. Um, there is a menu at the top where uh, you can quickly get to stuff. For example, um, if you're an, just an absolute beginner, um, you just click on the Nootropics Guide. Or if you're, looking, if you're trying to figure out how to put together a Nootropic stack, click on Best Nootropics, and it explains how to, how to put together a stack. 
Um, there's also a tab that has a list of nootropics, and there's close to 100 individual supplements now that I've reviewed that each one of these, and there's you just click on that tab, and you get an alphabetical list in the table of contents up top, and you just click on the one that you're interested in. And oftentimes, that's a, a lot of times, that's the way people end up at nootropic exercise because they were researching um, L-theanine, or they were researching phosphatidylserine, or they were researching lion's mane, or kratom, or, or whatever. That's how they ended up there. But each one of these, let me see, there's 91 so far. Um, each one of these has got what it is you so you click that link and you go to the full review and it's got what it is where it comes from why we use it how it works in your brain um what happens if you don't get enough of it what goes wrong uh clinical studies um on specific clinical studies of what this thing has been used for whether it's for alzheimer's or adhd or ocd or ptsd uh, and then dosage recommendations and these dosage recommendations are based on clinical studies and what science has found. And I marry this too to user experience, pra your practical experience. Oftentimes it's different than what, what's on the bottle that you get at the vitamin store um, or Whole Foods or wherever. Um, so recommended dosages. Sometimes, depending on the supplement, there will be different dosages depending on what you're trying to fix. And then uh, there's a section for side effects. Um, if this thing is wrong for you, what to look for, including drug contraindications, like do not use St. John's wort with an SSRI, for example, or you'll end up with serotonin syndrome and die. Um, so that kind of thing. And then the type to buy, finally. And so it's a very in-depth deep dive into each one of these supplements that tells you everything you ever wanted to know about 5-HTP or everything you wanted to know about coconut oil or MCT oil. Um, and if you want, if you want to try it, this is what you go look, this is what you look for. Amazing. And um, presumably whilst they're um, on your site, they should absolutely check out both your um, book, the free book, The Secrets of an Optimized Brain, as well as um, Head First, which they can buy directly from you on your website. Yeah, The freebie is really valuable because it's, it's I don't know, 75 or 80 pages of just nootropics. There's a little snippet of um, dozens and dozens and dozens of the most popular nootropics used in the world today. Just a little snippet on what it is and why we use it and how much to use. 75 or 80 pages of it. It's a really valuable little freebie. Nice. So, or if you like, if you want to see this stuff in video form, just go to YouTube and start typing nootropics. And that um, YouTube, there's a, a drop down suggestions from YouTube, and your nootropics expert will show up at the top. So just click on that and go to the YouTube channel, my YouTube channel. Um, make sure you hunt down the podcasts that I'm doing, like this one. I've got a dedicated podcast page on nootropics experts so you can go back and see all the different podcasts that i've been on and listen to them um so that's what people do um i also do personal consultations um if uh, you look at this stuff and you go oh man i it sure would be nice if i had some extra help with this um there's a, a, a 
link in the main menu where you can book um, an hour with me, and I'll help you out. Um, and that's that's become a really popular thing, both for really experienced neurohackers that just want to like take it to the next level, to people that are absolute newbies and that are just getting started, and they look at nootropics expert and they're overwhelmed. So. Boom. There it is, folks. Couldn't have said it better um, myself. So um, take David's advice, nootropicsexpert.com, and, um, yeah, just let yourself go down the rabbit hole because there is, there is a lot of information <laughs> on there and see, and see where um, you come out. Um, okay, so, David, at this point in the uh, show, we typically mix it up. We change it up a little bit, and we go into the rapid-fire question round. I ask the questions quickly. You can take as long as you want to answer them, and often we go off on tangents, but we always come back. Are you up for it? Go for it. Are you two thumbs up, up for it? There they are. Okay, question number one. What superhero would you be and why? Hmm. I, my, one of my favorite superheroes when I was growing up was Batman. And why was that? Um, I don't, Batman just was the good guy and he went out and helped people. And that's what I ended up doing with my life one way or another. And it's kind of like been amplified with the Nootropics expert. Um, I guess all superheroes are like that. Um, I don't know. I just I like Batman. And he's got really cool toys to play with, too. Does indeed. And a butler. <laughs> and a butler. Yeah, yeah. I like the butler. And the cave. And the cave, the back cave, yeah, of course. I kind of like where I'm, where I'm uh, doing this with you. I've got my own little cave here, but he's got a real cave. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Question two. What's one thing that people often incorrectly assume about you? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to talk through these pauses just to let people know we're still yeah, here. Either, probably that I'm not approachable. Okay. Well, they think that you're you're grumpy, or uh, no? I just I mean, think that some, sometimes I can come across as being intimidating, and I don't mean mean to be, without even opening my mouth. It's probably all those <laughs> knives you carry, David. Uh, maybe, in, in, in the in the AK forty seven strapped to my back. Yeah, but the forehead I, tattoo I, as well. Yeah, I think just that I, I might be unapproachable, and that's just not true. True. What is the most pointless subject taught at schools and what would you replace it with? Uh, pretty much all of it. Yeah? <laughs> Tell me I mean, why. There are, well, I, I, I didn't even wait around for my high school graduation. I just, I finished um, in Canada. We had, uh, I grew up in Canada. We had grade 13. I left and I flew to England and then I toured around Europe for six weeks. I couldn't wait to get out of there. I just, I hated school so much. I very reluctantly went back to university and got a business degree. Um, and that kind of like happened only because I was working for McDonald's in London. Um, and they kept on promoting me up the ladder. And finally I got to the stage where the board of directors said, if you want to go any higher in this organization, you've got to get a university education. So I did. Um, and I never went back. Um, I think there are certain things that are 
there, there's two things that you need to learn how to do in school, and that is basic math, because that affects so many things in in life, like counting your money or counting the number of supplements or pills that you're taking or counting the number of days days before you went to the bathroom or um, <laughs> counting the number of days since you had that last date with the person that you flipped over or so just basic math all of this trigonometry and and yada 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 I couldn't get because my brain is not wired like that and it turned out that in real life it's absolutely useless it's just for what um, the other one is reading. Um, so I suppose literature or whatever they call it in your school, um, but learning how to read. Mm. So basic, basic math and learning how to read. And then after that, it's just um, you learn from your parents and you learn from society and you just figure things out. I think our education system is based around the philosophy of how education was supposed to be 100 years ago to help condition and train young people so that they can go to work for a big corporation or a factory. And they still do that. And that's not, what, that's not how life is like anymore. Um, if you're going to teach anything practical in school, teach something like coding. <laughs> I agree with that. And, and you, how to you, use the internet. So you just a light bulb just went off then as well when you said that's not how I'm wired. And I love it when people say things like that because I'm also um, a big advocate for um, personality tests and particularly the Myers Briggs personality test. Do you, by any chance, know what um, Myers Briggs result you are? You know, I've done it in the past, and I have. I don't remember what it was. I have no idea. Oh, my ex my experience in a very very and I was actually talking uh, having this conversation with my seven year old granddaughter a couple of days ago is because she's got her having a real problem with math and I did too and um, I remember being at the kitchen table with my mother who was she was a teacher in another life and she was trying to get math through my head and I was in tears because I could not get it. I couldn't, and yet I started a pretty successful rock band. So there's two kinds of people. There's people who are wired to do math and engineering and logical type things, and then there's the artsy type people, and sometimes the athletes come in that category too. Um, and I just think that is their brains are wired differently. I mean, I'm sure that that's not a, an accurate microbiological explanation, but it's just the way people act. Either you're good at logic and math or you're good in the arts and creative thinking. A hundred percent. In fact, um, so the website 16personalities.com is a free a place where people can take the Myers-Briggs test for free. And they would be advocates of there's 16 different types of people. And, and definitely they span through the creative and the logical and each has strengths and weaknesses. And um, I, I, I recommend everyone around me to, to, to take the test because you get like something like seven pages of results about your personality type in relationships, career paths, how you approach decisions, um, your strengths, your weaknesses. It's, it's a really, really um, thing. I, I, I mean, if you do take it, David, definitely let me know what, um, what score you got. I'd be, I'd be oh, super wow be super intrigued um so 
Question four, what's one random act of kindness you've either witnessed or done yourself? I should play hold music. I think the, the most recent one, and she got shit for it, was my granddaughter was with my wife and I, and we were out, and she had a pocket full of hearts, like just little metallic-looking hearts, and she wanted to give them to people. And, of course, we're in the middle of a pandemic, and you can't give stuff to people <laughs> now. And so she um, approached somebody um, who we were acquainted with. We don't know really well, but acquainted with. And she wanted to give him this little heart. And he said no, and she was really hurt by it. And we had to explain to her that at this point in the world today, you just can't do that because people are scared. That was a random act of kindness that just kind of like broke my heart. Mm. That was beautiful. I like that. Yeah, that's so raw um, and authentic. I can just imagine yeah. that as well. Like having <laughs> having a young son, you know, I can just imagine that um, the the sort of disappointment um, on his face and the explanation that came from it. But um, yeah. I, I can't wait for when this is over and she can do it. And um, she's got, she's yeah. got a heart of gold, this girl. So she should definitely give watching. pieces of it away then um, for sure. Yeah. What unusual or underrated food or drink should more people try out? Cabbage rolls. Cabbage rolls. Tell yep. us. I Tell love us. cabbage rolls. My mom used to make cabbage rolls. I mean, she would take, she would like, um, make the cabbage soft. I don't know what you call it. You parboil it or something like that. Yeah. And then this mix of ground beef and rice and spices and then wrap it up in this um, like roll that's about two or three inches long by, I think, don't think in centimeters and I think in metric. Don't think in metric. I think in, um, in the other one. But cabbage rolls and then you stick them in the oven you bake them for about 45 minutes and they're just delicious and they come from russia there's a um there's a version of cabbage rolls i think in every culture around the world um in greece they wrap them in great leaves mm. and i don't know how they do it in the far spring east rolls. but spring rolls yeah spring there. rolls oh, right. is yeah. another one mm. um so this is just like a gigantic spring roll with um uh wrapped in in a cabbage leaf and um ground beef and rice in it and my granddaughter's mom is here, so my stepdaughter, um, and she had never had them before, and I introduced them to her, and fortunately, somebody in New York is making some that we can get in our local supermarket down here in Southeast Florida that are almost as good as what my mom makes, and she's in love with these things now. <laughs> wow. I'm definitely going to check those out. I'm, I'm a foodie. I'm, I'm, I really fancy the idea of cooking that, and actually, if you exclude the rice, it's keto. As well, you could actually fill up a cabbage with with um, the the mince and some veggies, um, or even collie rice or veg rice or something. You could make that as a really just, um, like half half great. ground beef and ha half rice with um, um, a little bit of spices. You don't want to spice it up too much, but it's really really simple. Yeah, yeah I'm going to get right on that. What's one mistake you made in your life, and what did you learn from it? It wasn't so much a mistake, but not learning that I was adult ADD until later on in my adult life. 
Um, yeah, I can see that. And so you lived with it for all that time. I lived with it for all that time, and I can't really blame my parents because, or the school that I went to, because um, that they didn't test for things like ADHD back then, and nobody ever thought to tell me and explain to me what it is and why they thought I was behaving like that. Now I can pick up on somebody's behavior and say, you got to check out and find out whether you're ADD or ADHD because that's how you're acting. Um, but nobody ever did that for me. And so I can't take responsibility for that. Nobody else can take responsibility for it. But it's just something that I regret did not happen like 20 years earlier. Because it, that my life, how would, different would my have career have been? Instead of rising to upper middle management or not, not upper middle management, upper executive level, I would be the CEO of three or four different corporations by now. And that was never, ever going to happen because it couldn't. Hmm. I, I prefer to believe a story whereby it happened later for a good reason that set you on a different path, David. But <laughs> probably, probably, be, probably because Nootropics expert needed to come into existence. Exactly. But um, that, that's just me <laughs> putting a positive spin on it, potentially. What does the first 30 to 60 minutes of your day look like? And at what time does it typically start? It starts at five o'clock and it's usually an hour meditation. It's a little bit of reading out of a spiritual book and then an hour meditation. Wow. An hour of meditation is, that's yeah. intense. Did you build up to that? Uh, yeah, I suppose I did. Um, I first learned how to meditate because we went to um, go various um, satsangs for our local spiritual teachers and they kind of like taught us how to meditate. But those are pretty long meditations too. But I, just, I found that I committed myself to one hour meditation, um, and I just find that my day is off if I don't do that. Mm. It just yeah. kind of like, it's, it's just a fantastic way to start the day. It's incredible. That makes my 10 minutes that I do feel really insignificant, and I might <laughs> need to up that. Um, and uh, I think it's getting over, in many ways, in my case, the guilt of taking time for yourself, which is ridiculous of course but um, um but yeah if you can do an hour that, i can definitely double it i think double if you do minutes. not not taking time for yourself is one of the most selfish things you can do hmm, that's interesting to expand on that one i've not heard that i can see where you're coming from i think but expand on that one how on earth are you going to help another person or help the world how am i going to help the world or help another person if I'm not healthy and I'm not taking care of myself and I don't take the time to take care of myself, that wouldn't be fair. Well, it wouldn't be fair to me, obviously, but it certainly wouldn't be fair to the people that are close to me that love me more than anything. It wouldn't be fair to the probably hundreds of thousands of people around the world that trust me when I say something. Um, it just wouldn't be fair to them. And I have no right to do that if first I don't take care of myself. I think that's a fantastic. There you go, audience. That's how you <laughs> allow yourself to take care of yourself because you need to put on your own oxygen mask first before helping um, others with theirs. 
Um, where do you go or what do you do to get inspired? Uh, before the pandemic? Yeah. The beach. The beach. Uh, there's something about the beach, and here it just happens to be on the Atlantic Ocean, is for me it's like therapy, like literally like therapy. There's something about the beach and the water. All of my life I've had to live by the water. I grew up near the water. Um, I've lived on the water or next to the water or very, very near the water all of my adult life. And I just have there's something in me that has to do that. I'm drawn to the water. And if I have a really heavy duty week, going to the beach for one day is just like spending a week at some luxury spa. It's just, I don't know, there's something about it. I don't know what it is. It's, I guess it's probably a combination of grounding and the ozone naturally and the sound. Um, but yeah, man, a day at, the beach is just like great therapy. Amazing. Who do you idolize above anyone else and why? I don't. Explain. <sighs> well, there's nobody that I aspire to be based on somebody else. Um, I just aspire to be the best person that I possibly can be. Um, I don't idolize anybody. I mean, there are certain people that I would love to talk to if given the chance. Like, I would love to talk to Jesus. And I would love to talk to Buddha. And I'd love to talk to Nizargadatta. Um, and probably some living examples of that. I'd love to talk to... I don't know, Daniel Amen has done a lot of work with ADHD. I'd like to have a long conversation with him. Um, but people like that, but I don't idolize anybody. I never have. I think that's a strong, it's a strong word, isn't it, idolize? But I'll tell you that. Um, yeah, I think, I think a lot of times people are looking for a role model, and I think... Naturally, I want to be the best role model I possibly can be, but I absolutely do not expect a single person in the world to look to me as a role model. And yet ever, many ever, do, ever. I'm sure. Yeah, but I don't, I don't expect that. I don't want that. Um, I don't know. It's just... <laughs> what book or books do you read or gift the most? Um, I don't gift books, but my reading is, um, I read things like um, Robert Adams, who is a spiritual teacher who last lived in L.A. before he passed away, to A Course in Miracles. I spent years with A Course in Miracles, and that was one of the things that helped quiet my mind. Um, so that, from the spiritual side of it, um, when I'm not writing about things to fix your brain, I read um, space science fiction. Hmm. And any, that's my, my escape. Any particular one? Like any no, well not, space scientific? Uh, science no, uh, I, they probably are, but I have no idea who these people are. I just found some really, really good authors. 
and I subscribed for $9.99 a month to Kindle Unlimited, and I can read as much as I want, and I, that's my escape, escape rather than, and this is especially helpful when you're locked down, you can't do anything else, um, just when I am completely worn out by the end of the day, which I usually am, um, because the days are so intense, I just kick back on the sofa and grab my tablet and start reading some space opera. And there are about space battles and spaceships, and it's just like so totally opposite to everything else happening in my life. Do you believe in aliens? I don't believe in aliens, but I'm sure they're there. I mean, how could they not be? It's impossible to have a universe the size that we have with billions and billions and billions of planets and not other intelligent life out there. To me, that just doesn't make any rational sense. It's kind of arrogant to assume we might be the only ones in such yeah. a vast space as well, right? <laughs> I'll go with that. What silly thing should people do more of? What silly thing people should do more of? I would probably laugh at themselves. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just get in there learn, first. Learn to laugh at yourself. Like that. Would you rather? Oh, I've done it the wrong way around. Um, if you could change one world problem with one wish, what would that be? No more hunger. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good one. I subscribe to that one as well. Actually, um, uh, I'm not only subscribe. I know we were chatting off air about. Um, you know, the, the mission of Smarter Destiny to, to educate people to uh, build successful businesses and give them the tools to do that, but also to um, to educate them with the responsibility to use that success to make the world a better place. Um, uh, you know, with, with, with our brand, with Newbrew, we actually fortify the meals of children. We actually fortify the meals, um, at, at least one child for at least a year with every purchase. Obviously, a larger purchase, it's more than one child for more than a year, but we we're on a mission to provide 1 billion fortified meals by 2025. Um, so it's very much in that space. It's, it's the malnutrition space, the food space. Um, so I, I'm definitely um, aligned with you there in, in terms yeah. of... I mean, there's um, with all of the, everything that we have in this world, there is no reason why someone should go hungry. Mm. Period. There's not. Full yeah. stop. There's yeah. no reason. And yet people okay. are. I mean, here in America right now with this pandemic going on is like something like 35 million people have lost their jobs. There are lineups of people in SUVs at a food bank that are miles long because they can't afford to buy food. I mean, how messed up is that? We need to create something called cabbage rolls for Africa. There's cabbage just rolls something for... wrong with the system where that happens. Mm. But you've got your wish and you're going to solve it. I'm doing my part. No, but that's the one wish. That's that question. Yeah. That's the one wish. <laughs> <laughs> um, would you rather always be 10 minutes late or always be 20 minutes early? 20 minutes early. Yeah? Why? Yeah. I just think it's irresponsible of, irresponsible of me and selfish of me if I committed to a time. And I keep somebody else waiting. Agree with that. Would you rather move to a new city or town every week 
or never be able to leave the city or town you were born in? Definitely move to, if that was my choice, definitely move to a new town or city every week. <laughs> what, you said you were born, were you born in Canada? I was born in southwestern Ontario on a farm, and I couldn't wait to get out of there. And um, Lara, my wife, and I went back and visited my family for the first time in 17 years. Um, and it was like I was on a different planet. And wow. I just realized why I didn't want to be there. And how many years why, ago was that? Why, uh, when I was 18. Oh, no, I meant how many years ago when you were born in, um, in, in Ontario in a farm? 60 years ago. 60 years ago. Has yeah. it changed much in 60 years? Um, I didn't recognize the town um, the, or the city, the small city close to where I grew up because so much had changed. But just naturally, things are going to change in 17 years. I mean, companies moved away, plants shut down. Um, I didn't recognize anybody there. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a side note. That's not a standard question on my list, but that's fine. But that brings us pretty much to the last question, David, and it's, and it's a big one, one of my favorite ones to ask. Question 15. What makes you happiest? Helping somebody else. No, just like helping somebody else. If I know that I touch somebody somehow in a positive way, sometimes today, then that just made my day. Amazing. I think that's one of my yeah. favorite answers with that. And I, I you know, I, I don't, and I don't look for that. Um, I don't expect feedback or anything, but people do give me feedback. Mm -hmm. And I'll get an email from somebody six months later saying, you saved my life. And I go, whoa. <laughs> um, that's the hugest pat on the back I could get. Mm. So, yeah, if I can just help one person today somehow, either through Neutropics Expert or through this podcast, um, I'm happy. It was a successful day. Amazing. And I'm sure you will have um, achieved that feat with, with this fantastic episode, which is almost at the end. I've just got one last uh, question for you. Have you got any asks or requests of the audience listening today? Please come and visit us. Um, just if there is anything going on in your life that is related to your brain that you're not happy with, come to NootropicsExpert.com. Nice. Boom. Please. All the information there is free. And there's tons of it. I mean, you could spend days reading that site. Um, yeah, just come and nice. help yourself. And you'll find what you need there somehow. I mean, there's a search function on the site. You can search for keywords. Um, there's so many different ways to navigate it. Um, yeah, please just come and check us out. Check me out. Check out what the, my research, what I've learned. Um, and help have a little bit better life perfect well david thank you so much for taking the time to to share your incredible story with the with the audience with myself for giving me value giving giving the detail i really enjoyed getting into the weeds as well about um the the the, the various scientific um the the science behind why these things work and i i think it's so important that more people actually do that and get behind the why behind things but thank you so much for being humble deliberate 
um, meticulous and, um, and, and so kind today, um, not least with your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Hey there, you incredibly good-looking human. Thanks so much for listening. If you had a good time today and would like more good times in the future, please hit that subscribe button and leave a heartwarming review. I read them all and it will go a long way to help others out there benefit from all the teachings of this show. Don't forget, we release two interviews per week, plus a shorter, actionable and tactical show in between. And if you want to get in touch or otherwise learn more about me, head to martincook.co.uk or smarterdestiny.com. I really appreciate you. You're an incredible human. Until next time, keep crushing. Keep crushing.